0: what's up everybody welcome to episode 62 of the daughter and pops podcast today i am hosting the podcast and i also have special guest pops with me today
1: what's up everybody 62 episodes Uh, by the way 62 is kind of a cool number
0: (laughs) 62 is a cool number um speaking of which it's a very good golf number if you are golfing and that's exactly what we're talking about today so today is a different sort of podcast we haven't done something like this before but basically, we are going over, uh, we're gonna discuss the waste management qualifier. It's a Monday qualifier. So basically the waste management it's a it's a big golf tournament. Um in Scottsdale and is coming up this week and this is a qualifier, so the top three whoever shoots like the three be- uh the th- top three players that shoot the best score will be able to advance and play in the twenty twenty two waste management open event um so that's very exciting Pops do you have anything to say
1: yeah, you know most of you the obviously you guys are sports fans and probably basketball fans um but this tournament this golf tournament is probably most known for two things. One, uh, it's always the tournament opposite of the Super Bowl. Um, (laughs) And so, because it finishes on the same afternoon of the Super Bowl, it's considered the biggest party on grass. So, it also has its, uh, there's a whole lot out there on the course at TPC Scottsdale. Where literally, as you're hitting your shot, everyone's cheering. And then if you hit a poor shot, they boo. So it's a very exciting. It's like a big party. Well, actually, it is a party. It is
0: a party. So uh,
1: we will be previewing, uh, as Tati's already mentioned, uh, the the qualifiers. So this is kind of like the rags to riches stories. Mostly a lot of the players that... No disrespect to any of the players that are playing, because we do know a few. Um, it's, it's more the unknown, more the long shot. Uh, but it's also the the common man that's trying to still chase that dream and and make it, or the stars of tomorrow uh, that are in these qualifiers.
0: Right. So there's a variety of different people um, in this qualifier. There's there's people that are all the way from like 18 years old all the way up to like 50. So it's a huge um, age span. Uh, So basically anybody who shoots a really good score, either they get lucky or they just shoot a good score in general can make it onto the waste management and as pop said that's the um that's called the 16th hole right that's that's, correct. that's the i that's something that i want to go to when i'm older it looks like it'd be a lot of fun and it's <clears throat> a really cool hole too and didn't they um i believe it would i don't remember if it was last year or the year before but they honored kobe in this right and mm-hmm. they put the dimensions of the flag is 8 and then 24, right?
1: That's, dang, doing homework, <laughs> Tati. That's exactly correct. Uh, Tony Finau, Max Homa, um, and others really showed a lot of support uh, by either wearing a Kobe jersey. Um, and that was pretty special.
0: That was pretty cool. I remember that day. That was that that was that was pretty awesome. All right, so um, speaking of which, what should we get into first, Pops?
1: Uh, we, well, we could first start on... Um, kind of breaking down what a Monday qualifier is, uh, and we want to also give a shout out uh, to ryan french uh, he 's the Monday Q info there 's a gentleman that you know had his own thoughts, he has a passion for talking about not just golf tournaments but like specifically the journey and all that goes into um, playing on specifically Mondays. Uh, I can tell you it 's very expensive. Um, it's very difficult. Essentially, you're talking of five to seven thousand dollars between, you know, just even trying to the qualifying portion of it. You have to be at a certain level to be able to even pay to get in. But more than anything, it's it's the travel, the hotel. Um, you know, it gets really really expensive, and then it's essentially you know give or take about a hundred players and only two to four players get in. So you have to shoot a really ridiculous score. Um, so it's, it's, it's pretty tough to do. You could go a whole year playing in 20 qualifiers uh, and not even getting remotely close to even qualifying, to even playing a single event, and you've dropped, you know, $100,000 later. Uh, so it's a tough life, but, you know, the, the, the superstars, they end up, you know, that if, they, if they're fresh out of college and they're trying to qualify, you know, some of them have done it five or six times. Uh, some have done it three times in a year. It's it's very difficult, uh, but if you're good enough, you know, you, you have a shot. And if you're super confident, all you can ask for is a chance. You cannot win, Tati, if you're not at least trying to play in the game.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, Pops, I wanna ask you a question. I know that when you were younger, uh, golf and basketball is obviously your sports, but you uh, were really focused on golf. Did they um did they have like Monday qualifiers when you were playing and if they did did you ever play in any of those?
1: <clears throat> I did do a couple of Monday qualifiers. Um, the I, the closest I got it was at uh, a tournament. Uh, it's what's now the Farmers in in San Diego at Torrey Pines. Um, the closest I got um, I, I missed. I missed. This was a pre qual, so I had Mm-kay. to pre qualify just to get to the main qualifier. Uh, and I actually missed by one shot mm. and I choked on the last hole. I got nervous. <laughs> I started thinking about it and, uh, didn't succeed. So great question. No one cares about that from a long time ago, <laughs> but it's, it's really hard. Um, uh, and real quick, going back to this guy, Ryan French, Monday Q info, this is a guy that, you know, the fact that we're even talking about him on a podcast, you know, this is a guy that, uh, also chased his own dream and he, more than anything, he was doing it part-time, even though he's probably putting in full-time hours. To try to show love, respect, and give coverage, because uh, there's so many great stories of people that are doing this, um, and he thought that they deserved a platform and honestly, he's really made it happen, and I just want to give him a ton of credit. I also know you don't even know this, Tati, but Ryan actually uh, he coaches uh, his kids' basketball i 'm not sure if it's his son or his really? daughter. But he uh, he does coach youth basketball. So I don't Dang. think he's that. He's definitely a better golfer than he is basketball
0: <laughs> coach. Uh, Dane, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, just the fact that um, he decided to do something different. He started with a podcast as well. Uh, somewhat similar to what I'm doing as well, following a dream, but also have a podcast at the same time. So um, there's definitely a lot of similarities in a lot of ways and just a lot of respect for him to... Doing something different cause, right
1: because now he does it full-time right you know and he's able he'd be more proud of the fact that not just that he's doing it full-time but because um uh, he's he's be able to really make an impact um yeah you know they do he does his he does a lot of different things that the group that he works with um they do some pretty cool charitable things for high school golf teams around the country and quite honestly um our goal is to get him to listen to this mm-hmm. because i know he would also feel really proud and knowing that he's inspiring uh, the future
0: yeah definitely i would love for him to be able to listen to this and then also just give him a shout out because we definitely uh need to shout him out in this one
1: so would you shit would you here's the real question then because people are like dang dude you tati talk you're talking about golf <laughs> don't put me to sleep tati <laughs> would you trade golf tips for basketball tips with with Ryan?
0: oh yeah definitely
1: okay for sure fair
0: enough can you
1: give us an example of a couple of the players in the field that you either know um, or have interacted with
0: yeah so um the first one is nicolo galetti he went to asu um i know that most of you have seen who uh follow me on instagram um see that i go to a lot of outlaw tour events and he's usually plays in some of those so when we do see him there we're able to watch him live and it's definitely a lot it's a lot of fun you can see his like confidence when he walks and just his talent is amazing so
1: it is it is he he's a guy that is just can shoot amazing scores like from a talent perspective you know he's he's right there right now from a talent standpoint with anyone on the pga tour but then another thing too like we just saw him uh, last week,
0: yes, last um, week
1: and he won
0: yeah, he did win last week yeah we got we were able to watch um i believe it was this it was the final round, right we yeah. got to watch part of the final round, and uh you could just tell he was confident in that round, just, yeah, they, just I mean, by walking <laughs> he's
1: uh he's definitely a future star for sure, yeah
0: he's outstanding. Um, A few others. I'm just going to list a few names in a row that we know um, that are also playing in this. There's also Carson Roberts. He uh, he has a really good short game.
1: Carson, Um, I know that you follow Tati and and live on social media. (laughs) The first Outlaw Tour we ever went to, the first event was out at Orange Tree back in 2020, I believe.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: And I believe you, uh, all jokes aside, I felt like you shot about thirty seven under part of that week. So. I think it Pretty was amazing. actually
0: twenty six or twenty seven under was the final score. Ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, I remember because um we came to the Outlaw Tour as our first ever event, and he was wearing a bucket hat. I'm like, oh, look, there's the bucket hat guy.
1: Totally. One of these days, I'm going to play with you out there at Mountain Shadows, and where you'd probably shoot like minus 11. <laughs> but I, I do want to know, and, and, and this is a way that I, we can tell if you're listening or not, Carson. If, if you were to play Corey Powell three <laughs> rounds at Orange Tree, do you beat him by more or less over three rounds by... Fifteen and a half shot. I just <laughs> wanna
0: know. Oh, uh, you're funny pops. Um let's see. Another person uh, that or another golfer that we know is also Charlie Bel Belgian, Belgian. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also in the field. He um he can shoot really low sometimes, but like when he gets going, he gets going. He's kinda like um
1: super respectful. Um we've we've seen him a few times, but What's wild is for any of you that are listening, and hopefully, you know, more of you keep listening. We we need more li- we need more listeners. So yeah, please definitely. tell people. But with Charlie, um, honestly, he looks like all of us. And <laughs> no offense, Charlie. I know you're not listening to this one, but the reality is, is he's just a older guy that seems to drink beer and just have a good time, and then he's like fifteen years older than everybody else. But keep yeah. living your dream, Charlie. You did play on the PGA tour before, so you definitely won't be nervous. <laughs>
0: yeah, most definitely not. Um, another person that we know is also Sam Triplett. We've seen, uh, we've watched him live a few times. Have we, I swear, I feel like every time we go and watch him, he holds out a one of his chip shots. I feel like he's always, he has a very strong uh, short game.
1: Honestly, the second best short game I know besides Corey Powell.
0: <laughs> um, also, the see. son
1: of Kirk Triplet, uh, right? A famous golfer who still competes on the senior tour
0: um let's see uh another pr- um oh okay uh matt picanso i think he's how you yeah. say it um mm-hmm. we've only watched him i think once or twice but i feel like he um he definitely always finish. At, he finishes at the top when he plays in the uh, Yeah, the he's got some events. muscles too we've,
1: <laughs> guy can hit it out there and uh we, we we did watch him play before and he's pretty good and i know that monday q ryan uh he's a he's a big fan of matt as well mm-hmm. I, I could actually see matt being one of the three that get through and nico air <laughs> man i he might he might do it he's first off he's in the first group so yeah
0: he's you know, the very first group. the
1: greens are going to be perfect i could see nico just firing 63 and having some tacos and nico just Ergoletti.
0: <laughs> can't forget the air if,
1: if harold varner can win in the desert in dubai There's no reason why Eric Galetti can't get through.
0: That was a very impressive putt that he had. That looked very challenging. I did not think that was going in. That was really good. Neither did he. (laughs) I don't think anybody did. Uh, Let's see. The next person that we know is Patrick Flavin. We've seen him uh, play a few times. I feel like he's he's always pretty impressive, too. He's always finishing either... um, at the very top, or just bullet He's always finishing top 10. I should if put it that way. If there's ever
1: a golfer that needs his own VH1 show, it'd be Patrick Flava Flava Flava. <laughs> uh,
0: the next one we know is uh, Brandon Wu, or as we always say, B-Wu. Because we, um, we follow him throughout the Corn Fairy Tour sometimes, and I just feel like... I don't know why. I don't think... We haven't seen him actually play in person, but I just feel like we're always following him.
1: Just because we follow another person by the last name of Wu on the right. Outlaw Tour... They went to Northwestern, where Brandon Wu went to Stanford. So either way, the pedigree Dylan is Dylan Wu.
0: There. That is correct. <laughs> and that was going to be the next person I mentioned was Dylan Wu. <laughs> just we had the Wu's back-to-back.
1: You know what? I want Dylan to know, because there is a small chance he could listen to this, that he did make the cut on the PJ Tour this last week, mm-hmm. which is at it just concluded today at, the, at uh, Pebble Beach. And actually, at one point today, Tati, this is going to show you that I was paying attention today. (laughs) Dylan Wu was four over on his round today. Uh I think after like five or six holes. And then by the time, like six holes later, he was even for the day. one of the weirdest scorecards ever. You know, I I think of Dylan as someone that's just very consistent. Mm -hmm. Makes like 15 pars, two birdies, and one bogey. Mm -hmm. No disrespect, Dylan. But for you to have like... 17 bogeys and 18 birdies today it's pretty impressive
0: <laughs> i'll have to take a look at that scorecard because if pop says one's uh an interesting cor- scorecard it must be
1: <laughs> dylan was playing stable for today while everyone else was playing stroke play
0: <laughs> um let's see the next uh next golfer we know is nick hardy we've uh he's had he's, qual- he's qualified before i think once or twice actually he's very impressive. He's one of the people that either shoots like really high or um, really low. <laughs>
1: Honestly, Nick Hardy is at the Eric Galetti level of pure talent. Um, actually, one year ago, Nick Hardy uh, made it through Monday qualifying to play in the Waste Management, in which he made the cut. And about three or four weeks before that event, he also Monday qualified at the Sony Open in Hawaii, and I feel like he finished top or top 15 yeah I think
0: so because we were talking about it
1: yeah so that guy I mean I, I I, would actually say I would expect him to earn one of the three spots also he knows the area well um, so he he lives in, in the desert in Scottsdale mm-hmm. um, so yeah if there were if there were odds you know Nick Hardy would be one of those guys yeah get at the top and, for sure and when when he wakes up tomorrow morning he's on the range with the other 79 players mm-hmm. Nick knows that he's going to be one of the three that that yeah. confidence means something, Tati. The confidence only person I know that has more confidence than you is Corey Powell.
0: <laughs> I thought you were going to say <laughs> Um, Let's see. We have two more. The second to last is Brandon Harkins. I feel like every time I think of him, I think of the Harkins Theater. Man, his, his
1: on his dude. His putting and iron game is smooth like butter. <laughs> movie style.
0: A movie set. <laughs> Brian Extra Harkins,
1: butter. you know, the guy can go. He also lives, spends quite a bit of time out in the desert. Really close friends with Max Homa, who uh, will certainly be someone that everyone's talking about this week.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right, so we come down to the last one. I think we saved the best one for last. Lastly, we have Mark Baldwin, Pops.
1: Hey. <laughs> hey. We've seen him play a few Outlaw Tour events. I Multiple. No, no offense, Mark. I feel like you're as old as I am, but... uh you know, we watched you play a Not few as rounds. Old pops. <laughs> yeah, well, he's a lot better looking than I am, um, and he's certainly incredibly far more talented. So, you know, Mark is a guy like kind of like I, I think it would be cons- be considered your typical journeyman. But here's a guy who also just this week he just concluded his day at Pebble Beach. He he was able he uh, he got a sponsor's invitation. And he was able to make the cut. At and, the
0: Barracuda Championship, career. Well, that
1: that's, goes back even further. Oh, that was even further. Yeah, but that'd be... And I'll let you tell that part. But, <laughs> you know, this week at Pebble Beach, he was actually tied for 22nd going into today's final round. Uh, didn't have the greatest day today. Had a little bit of uh, unfortunate luck uh, somewhere in the middle of the back nine. But either ways, he collected a nice paycheck, just over $20,000. Um and now he's got, so he just finished around four o'clock today. And now he has, I believe he's the last tea time uh, tomorrow. Yes, he is. At the waste management qualifier. Um, and so this is part of what's so awesome about all this is like how these guys travel, you know? So he had, essentially, I think it was about a 740 mile drive, which would just have taken him, you know, obviously more just double digit in hours uh, minimum. But he ended up by. Uh, we do know that he ended up getting. Uh, he ended up flying, getting one of the last flights out of. I think San Francisco area, got into Scottsdale, uh, right about right before we went on the air for this podcast. <laughs> um, and honestly, as talented as Mark is, he couldn't do it without his caddy. Um, who actually happens to be Monday QInfo Ryan French. So way to go, Ryan. Way to make it happen, bro. It's
0: all a big connection there.
1: <laughs> yeah, see? We brought it full circle.
0: Right, exactly. Started I mean, with it, ended with it. Man,
1: Fire Pit Collective. I think they'd even be proud, Tots. So uh, yeah. can you talk real quick, um, maybe Baldwin, uh, at that event, the, the Barracuda? Do you know about that?
0: Um, yes, If I you do. don't
1: know, you can, you, can, you can try to wing it. I can help you at least I'm gonna try a little to little bit it. Okay. I have
0: a little, I have some notes on All it Alright,
1: let's see what you got
0: Alright, so let's see, what I have written down is he actually Monday qualified for the Barracuda Championship I don't remember when it was, but I know that it's in Lake Tahoe um, Let's see, he, he ended up making the cut I believe he finished pretty high, probably in the top 20s, I believe um, And so which he was invited back to play in the Barracuda Championship again this year
1: you know, I think he was invited back because the people that run the tournament, they mm-hmm. want uh, Ryan, Monday Q Info, to Ryan get back French. the caddy bib. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, that's, it's really awesome stuff and just shows you, like, how great these people can be. And golf's a sport where, you know, uh, it's, it's more between the ears than anything else. And you can be any age and still be able to compete. So it uh, can lead to some good stories. Uh, as I understand Mark Baldwin's an amazing guy and so is Ryan French Um, we quite honestly wouldn't be doing this podcast if it wasn't for for Ryan and we just want to show our respect uh, to his vision really literally one person can make a difference definitely and and in the small golf uh, secondary developmental tours uh, you know, there's quite honestly, there not, might not be a more important person uh, than Ryan French. So, good work, my man.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, Gotta ask you, Tati. Oh, okay. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, you go ahead.
1: As for the big... As far as whoever the three lo- talented, somewhat lucky individuals are that go through. hmm Imagine... Plain... And you're used to cashing checks for about $2,500, uh, two, $2 to $3,000 a week. uh
0: uh-huh.
1: And then if you could somehow hit lightning in a bottle on Mark Baldwin your way into the final <laughs> day. And then have a career day and win on the same day as the Super Bowl. And you beat people like Jordan Spieth and John Ron, the number one player in the world. And get like a, one point, a check for $1. $1.7, $1. $1.8 million for one week. What would you spend that money on, Tati?
0: Ooh, what would I spend that money on? I would definitely buy a house, a nice house. Um, Probably on a golf course because, you know, I was watching um, on TV the other day. We were watching, um, they were in Torrey Pines, and I was talking to Pops about how those houses are right on the golf course and right next to the water, so that would be pretty cool. That would probably take all my money. (laughs) Um, I would probably be that. And then... I would probably get shoes and a new basketball, new backpack, <laughs> new gear. Fair enough. Yeah. What would you spend it on, Pops?
1: Um, or maybe
0: a trip, too. A trip would be fun to, like, Italy or something like that. That would be cool.
1: Yeah. I think I would. I would definitely make sure that You know, I'm pretty sure you're going to be playing college basketball somewhere on scholarship, so that's going to help. But just in case, right? Just you know, you're not getting any younger. uh, Put aside some money for your guy, your wedding, because I know we got three three daughters. (laughs) I know that just weirded you out, right? It's just a little. You got your first car coming up here in a you know couple years. Couple years. But uh, outside of that, I'd make sure that your mom has a really nice dinner of all the crab, the seafood tower. All-you-can-eat crab. Right, take you to Maple and Ash. Ooh. I'm sure they would want some new earbuds. Um,
0: AirPods. Would, AirPods,
1: whatever they're called. Um, and then...
0: Would you get Lily a unicorn?
1: I'd get her a unicorn <laughs> with some crumble cookies. <laughs> and then lastly, I would probably buy Monday Q-Info uh, some more underwear because he seems to keep running out on them. So I'd oh <laughs> probably get him some of that.
0: What about yourself, Pops?
1: I'm not. You know how I am. I'm not like that. <laughs> I don't give myself anything. I like to make other people happy. I
0: know. That's I'm playing. True. I'm
1: playing the long game, Tati. <laughs> the
0: long game.
1: Who's gonna? Uh, do you know who's in the field? The big names.
0: The big names. Oh, yeah. la- let me check
1: my notes. All right. Well, I'm gonna give you while you're looking.
0: Uh huh.
1: For the players that are already in the field, I'm gonna give you one sleeper pick.
0: Oh, okay. Pops is always really good
1: at his sleeper picks, so... Sahith Gala. I know everyone's <laughs> like, what'd you just say? Right? There's a gentleman, he played college golf at Pepperdine. He's got some time, it's a little bit to the desert. We've watched him in an Outlaw Tour event literally fire 63 or 62. I
0: think it was 62. I think
1: it was 62, which is ironic since we're on episode, episode 62, 62, 62 of the Daughter and Pops podcast. <laughs> You all said it wrong. You know, you're right. I did. (laughs) But uh, this kid, this young man, is incredibly talented. Um, You know, as we're doing this podcast, uh, we've now had four weeks in a row on the PGA tour where the winner was. It's the first time they've ever won.
0: Yeah, that's why I can't really choose who I would think would win because there's just it's just
1: as as (laughs) the gentlemen that have won. Tom Hoagie just won today at the farmers. I'm sorry, at, at uh at the t No disrespect to Mr. Hoagie, but Vigala, that guy's the man. This guy's gonna win multiple times on tour. Um, there's no reason why he's not gonna he's gonna finish top twelve this week. It's gonna happen. It's
0: definitely up and coming, so.
1: So you heard it here first.
0: <laughs> yeah, you heard it from Pops.
1: Okay, well, who um, you got? Gary Woodland?
0: <laughs> no, my, my mom probably has him. Um, Max Homa's in the field, right? I
1: is hope so. Is he this year? I think he is. I hope so.
0: I'm going to take Max Homa then, just because. I feel like he's the one that like started off like the Kobe stuff, and I just feel like it's a very special event. I feel like he's he's, play, he's played at TPC multiple times as well, so I think I'm going to go with Max Homa.
1: Well, Shane Bacon will be happy to hear that.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely.
1: And then, too. I could see where Max is even inspired too, because uh, you know, coming down the stretch this week at, at Pebble Beach, his his buddy and playing partner, Joel Damon, was in oh, contention yeah. to win. So
0: he was I'm, in first place and for a little, um, for a small period of time, right? He
1: did a really good job on Sunday, um, up until he was in first place, and then all of a sudden he, he got a little nervous. Oh,
0: <laughs> I was gonna yeah. say I saw him. In, I remember too. Uh, tuning in and watching. And, and, and
1: props to Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson is someone that uh uh has been really positive towards uh Tati and Liv on social media and you know uh if if he would if we're lucky enough to have his time in listening to this, I know he would be really proud of the fact that we're dogging Joel Damon right now. <laughs> those guys those guys like to play for lots of money. Uh lots of money. A lot more money than what uh is your typical outlaw tour round, I'll tell you that.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure.
1: Well, Tati, I'm proud of you. You know, you're almost 30 minutes into a, a not just a golf podcast, but a mini tour, pretty obscure event. Yeah. So I'm proud of you for broadening your horizons.
0: <laughs> there was too many big words for me, Mops. Thank you, though. Um, I definitely think it was something different, and I and I like doing it because... You know, it's just different, similar to what um, Monday Q Info, Monday Q Info does, um, but I mean, yeah. Comment. Make sure you guys put in the section down below who you think's gonna win the waste management open and who you think uh, you're possible, who you think might qualify for the event as well. Because there's so many different names. I believe there's around eighty, eighty golfers in the field. So three out of eighty is very slim. We'll see how that goes, pops. What do you think the winning, the winning score will be? Because I know you always guess those just around right. So,
1: mm, well, you know the pine course and McCormick can sometimes be a little bit tricky.
0: It was a little. It was pretty tricky last um, uh, last week.
1: But yeah, that's true. That that was an outlaw tour event. Uh, the field is stacked. This is tough. Uh, I think you're gonna have to shoot sixty four at worst. To make it. I think maybe that gets you into a playoff. Mm -hmm. 63 would get you in.
0: 63. Um,
1: A little birdie. Eric Galetti told me. (laughs) He's got one of the three spots. I know Nick Hardy has one of the three spots. The third spot. So the other 78 players are competing for one spot.
0: I would agree with you. I just don't know who the other player is.
1: I actually do.
0: Mark Baldwin? Mark (laughs) and Baldwin.
1: We're going to go another week... And we're going to get... <laughs> it, when Mark Baldwin gets into a three-for-one playoff and makes it, advances to the waste management to keep this locomotive ch- choo-chooing, we're going to get Ryan French to come on this podcast before the end of the week. And we're even going to take a picture where we're donating 63 pairs of new underwear. Oh my gosh. For, for Ryan.
0: That sounds great. <laughs> By the way, Pops and I did not talk about who, our t- who his top three would be beforehand, but I already knew that he would pick Mark Baldwin just because of how, he s- how you spoke of him earlier, Pops.
1: Maybe the best-looking guy on the PGA Tour.
0: Oh, uh, jeez.
1: We appreciate you guys. We're 30 minutes in. Uh, I know Tati said comment who you think's going to win. Please also comment if you're still awake. Yeah,
0: comment if Let you're still. Let us know there. if
1: you made it all the way through.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. I thought it was very exciting though, so you guys should still be up. Um, but uh, I just uh, earlier today I started uh, the daughter and pops in- uh daughter and pops podcast Instagram page. So if you haven't seen that yet already, make sure you go and check that out. Um, it's literally just daughter and pops podcast. That's literally the username. Very simple. So make sure you go. Search that up. There, our new logo was on there as well. So the only place you can see that is on Instagram, so make sure you go check that out. Um and yeah, pops you if anything before I wrap it up, the lucky number sixty two.
1: Keep living the dream. You just one person can't make a difference. That's part of what this podcast was about today. Tati, you're amazingly talented. I appreciate your dedication. You're a fantastic young lady keep pushing. That's what Mr. Goggins would say.
0: (laughs) Yes, stay hard. (laughs) Exactly. All right. Well, I appreciate everybody for listening into this podcast. Make sure again, you go and check out the Daughter and Pops podcast Instagram page. And that wraps up episode 62 of the Daughter and Pops podcast. See you all next time.